Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about grounding and setting our intentions because sometimes having an idea isn't enough. We actually have to get it into our feet, get it into our bodies, get it into the ground and make things happen. There is so much about coming up with plans that's very exciting. And then when it comes down to it, we could spend all of our energy in our brains, not actually taking action. But action is what makes the world go round. And if we want our lives to change, we actually do have to change something. We have to physically move. We have to actually do something. And that can be tough. So there's something really important about having integrity with this. I think there's something about grounding our intention, really being deliberate with what we want to accomplish. Even using our voice and saying it out loud is grounding. As much as it is talking about an idea, there's something about the physical act of using your mouth and your voice to breathe something into life that gets it out into the actual physical world around us and gets us into motion and allows things to start to come to us and help us move forward. It's funny that so many people have so many ideas And we have so many good intentions about what we could be doing. We're like, oh, I know that this idea would be amazing. And it would either like change my life or make me more money or just be wonderful for the world. And then we come up with more ideas, but we don't follow through maybe on what we had decided was a great idea. And sometimes I think it's because it's a little scary. Sometimes we just don't know. Maybe we lack a skill set and how to make something happen in the real world. But sometimes it's really just... We're not being practical about what it takes to make an idea into a reality. And sometimes we're not very honest with ourselves about what it will take from us or of us to make things happen. We like to think that if we just imagine something, that it can come to life, that we could think, oh, I just, I really want to live in an amazing house and just have it be beautiful and have someone come clean it for me and do all these other things. But we don't think about the work that it takes to set ourselves up to be able to have that house and have someone come and be a cleaning service. Like, what does that actually take? Or if we have an idea for a business or a program or something to produce, we come up with the idea and then rather than take the steps that make it happen, make it actually exist in the world where someone could buy it or interact with it. It's like we stall out and go, okay, I know what needs to happen next. And then we go on to the next idea and come up with a new one. This is something I see all the time. I do it all the time. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't think of a great idea for their business and immediately think, I'm going to put it on my website. It needs to be beautiful first. And I'll come up with all that. And then I'm already solving the problem of what will happen when I'm famous. And there's like a thousand people that want it. And I have such, such fame and there's so much going on that I'll need to hire other people to manage it and da, 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 da. But we get so caught up in that fantasy and going down the line of thought that we haven't done the steps to make it happen in the first place. And worse than that, we psych ourselves out 
so that we're actually afraid of the thing that happens 20 steps down the road. And then we stop ourselves from taking step number one that might get us closer to the end of that road. Has that ever happened to you? Because it certainly has happened to me (laughs) and to everyone I know. So something that we need to learn. Actually, it was a really great turn of phrase that one of my clients had. He said, I want to learn to be masterful with my time. And I went, oh, I love that phrase. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. How do we become masterful with our time? And I think some of that takes planning. Actually, all of it might just take planning. Like being masterful with your time doesn't just happen. You don't roll out of bed and with no plan, just masterfully, you know, make a gourmet breakfast, get to work on time, have your hair done, like have a great meeting, come home, have a date night. Like none of those things happen if you haven't planned for them and if you haven't made space for them to happen. And I think many of us don't think about the space that it takes for all of these things to happen. We think about how much time we might have to invest, but not about how much space we need to leave for those things to even have an opportunity or a prayer of existing. We don't think about how much space we need to breathe, but we do. Like if you think about your body and your rib cage, it needs space to like inhale and exhale. And it's the same with our ideas. They need space to like inhale and exhale. Like we inhale the idea and then we exhale to make them happen. Where is the space for that? Have you left a gap in your schedule to allow your dream date to happen? Have you thought of the things that went into that dream date? that went into the outfit, the meal, the reservation, the place you were going to go. All of those things do take planning and time and effort, really. So being masterful with your time is deciding which of your many beautiful ideas is the most important. I think it's so funny how we all have such a difficult time deciding. Sometimes it's just as simple as like pick anything. It doesn't matter what you pick. If you pick one of your great ideas and actually stick with it long enough, give it the space that it needs to breathe itself into existence, spend some time with it, ask it what it needs, then it has a chance to manifest. Then you can master what needs to happen in order to make that manifest. If you do not, it still is just a dream that's taking up space in your brain, but you're just going through the motions of your life And you're accumulating more ideas, more backlog, more stuff that's just happening. And we all feel that. I mean, I definitely feel the drudgery of just, oh, right, I still have to do the laundry. Actually, I'm like three or four loads behind now. And the vacuuming didn't happen because, you know, there was a vacation day and people were home on vacuuming day and then it just didn't happen. This is just the stuff of life. It happens to all of us. What helps us get back on track is being aware of the things that are important to us. And it really does come back to our values. So getting to know yourself really well and going, what's important to me really? Is having the house vacuumed important or is it more important that I get to go like take my kid to a concert this week? It's the choice. Is vacuuming the carpet important so that the air quality is good and that's really important, then that needs to happen. So for me, I have found that keeping lists is really helpful and setting alarms for certain things to happen is also hugely helpful. That's my own personal like hacks towards getting things done that I've decided must happen. If I do not 
make space for them in the list and have the alarm. Like it's both of them in conjunction for myself. Things get away and I am not masterful with my time. However, just that small tweak of saying, here's the things that have to happen. Like on Mondays, I want to get the laundry done and I'd like to vacuum the house. None of those things have to take a great deal of time. They just require me to show up and do them. But without an alarm or without them showing up right when I sit down and look at Monday, it will escape me. I won't remember to do it. And it's, I'm not even sure if I would say it's like a mental block or whatever. It just doesn't take priority unless I tell it to take priority. And I'm wondering if you've noticed that as well as that your life can get seemingly out of control because other people's priorities and just happenstance circumstances, things come up that are now in your face and demand your attention. Being masterful with your time means choosing what is going to happen and then making the decision that it's going to happen. And it's also for me mitigating when circumstances come up and things get altered, where do I move the other things? Were they actually a priority? Could they get missed this week or did they just need to bump down to a different day? And me making the conscious decision that I'm like, yep, it's still important. So it's going to move to Wednesday or it's going to move to Thursday. And here's where I've actually created the breathing space in my time and in my schedule so that things can move around. And I would argue that for anyone it's important to create breathing space in your life. I'm just going to say it because I think everyone wants to say, my life is too full. I'm too busy. I have no time for myself. I have no time to shuffle things. And it hurts to be told, make the time. It hurts to be told, make the space. But it is the gift that you give to yourself that gives back to you forever when you start to claim the space and the time and the breathing room that you need to function. You just need it. It's not going to destroy you. Like, I think that's the fear is that if I take extra time and if I slow it down, I could be so much more productive and be getting more done in X, Y, or Z. But one, are you getting more done having your time be crazy or are you not? And take an honest assessment of yourself with that. And then what would happen if you gave yourself an hour each day, somewhere in the day, it doesn't even matter where, where things can be adjustable when you could go for that walk, when you could make time to make a new meal, where you could go on a date, where you could do the laundry that didn't get done five days ago, where it's just built in that there's a space. I love doing that. I love it. And I didn't used to do it. And I used to let life kind of happen to me and just have a giant list. So I'll dial myself back I don't know, 10 years, five years, even three years ago, I would have lists because lists make me happy. I like to write things down and I like to check boxes. It just, it hits all the happy notes for me. I'm like, I did a thing. Yay. I got to cross something off my list. It just makes me feel good. However, I've noticed that having one list isn't enough. Having one list means that I tend to pick the easiest thing on the list or add things that were going to happen anyway, just so I can be happy and cross things off the list. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm moving towards my goals or getting the big important to-dos done. And so particularly as a solo entrepreneur, right? Like I run my own business and I do my own thing. I'm in charge of my time entirely and I have no boss. Nobody is telling me when to do anything. If I don't choose to do it, it just does not get done. And even though I know all of the things have to get done, like, yep, your taxes need to get filed here. And then you need to reach out and like update the website and repay for hosting and like all of the back end stuff, all of those need to happen. 
knowing that they need to happen and getting them done are two different things. Scheduling time to do them helps me a great deal. And I used to resist that so much thinking like, I just want to be a free spirit. I like to go with the flow and it feels like a good time. I'll do it. And I think that there is some sense to that, but there's also the, some things I'm never going to like to do. They still need to get done. But if I build them in to a schedule, if I tell myself, this is the day that it must get done, I don't care when it gets done, but on this day, it's going to happen. And I don't ask too much of myself. I guess that's the other aspect is I I've come to know what I'm capable of doing in any given day. It's often, it's more than I think I can do. And it's less than I'd ideally like to do. (laughs) So I get reasonable about it. So I have my two columns. I have the column of like personal care and home stuff and business goals and outreach and also um, kids activities and things like that. So anything that's like social or involves other people, whether it's business meetings, client meetings, taking my kid to her classes, driving her to school, all of those things, I put that in the right column. And then in the left column, it's my personal stuff. So I'm working on like going for my walks, my power breathe, am I doing Qigong? Am I going ice skating? Like what are the things that I'm doing while I was doing wild fit? It's like making sure that I stick to that diet. Um, Did I plan a meal? And I could check off those boxes. And I was like, okay, that's reasonable. So if I have four things in each list, very doable. I can definitely do four things on each side of the list, which ends up being eight big accomplishments in my day. And I can add in some extras. I also, because I've limited it where I'm not putting 5,000 things in one day, if I miss something, if something comes up and I'm like, oh, no, something happened. I had to go take care of my parents. Like there was a meeting, someone had a party, like just something happened. I can bump some of that day and move it to another one. And it doesn't overwhelm the next day. It feels so good to have planned my life out with enough space for those adjustments to happen that I no longer feel like I'm constantly behind and getting rolled over by a steamroller by just all the things that have to get done. So part of my my experience of expanding how much I'm capable of doing is by slowing it down. And I don't know why this was so hard to learn. I think it's that we all want to do everything. We want to do so many things and we want to accomplish all the stuff And we want to accomplish it as though we've already did it yesterday and now we're an expert. And to become the expert, you just have to put in the time. I think that's just what it is. You have to put in the time. So I've learned to go, oh, if it's about putting in the time, as long as I put in the time, I'm doing all of it. So now I have, you know, my days, what's happening with enough of a gap that I'm like, hey, I have time to read the book that I put at the beginning of the month that I wanted to read. I have time to go meet up with the friends that I didn't know was going to be in town today. If I need to miss laundry today, I know I can do it tomorrow or Thursday or whatever day. And I'm not stressed because it's going to happen and I'm in control. And I think that is a mastery of time is when you feel in control where you don't feel like time is controlling you, but you feel in control of time. And I think I would offer that all of us have that capability And it is very scary when you decide that you're going to take control of it if you haven't so far. And if you haven't so far, like, trust me, I know how scary it is because that's been my life for most of my, oh God, 44 years, (laughs) at least 40 of them. It was complete mayhem. It's really been like since COVID and like having the time to slow down that I've really focused on this aspect and going, how can I be more in control of what I'm doing? 
how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my energy, where I'm putting my attention, where I'm putting, you know, my time, my money, my thoughts, my feelings. Where do I want to put that? Where, where do I want to make more space and what do I want to let go of? And I think we are afraid of what we think we'll have to let go of in order to create that space. But I want to offer to you that sometimes it's a relief. So some of the things I had to let go of was like, how much time do I spend on my phone? How many times a day do I check my email? Like for no freaking reason. These are things that I had to question. And then I had strategies. Like I have strategies for everybody about how to do these things, (laughs) get rid of some of this stuff. It seems impossible at first. It's not really. And again, man, if you return back to the, as long as you're moving in the direction of where you want to go, you are moving in that direction and it will get easier and easier. It's one step, one day at a time. And it changes how you perceive yourself and how much you believe that you're capable of. And that's actually what I'm really wanting for you. Like as I'm recording this, I'm just feeling so excited about how empowered the whole world can become when we decide that we actually are in control of our own energy, our attention, our time, and what we're allowing to come in and come out. And if you're struggling with that, if you feel like, you know, everyone's demanding everything of you and you don't know how to get out from under all that, come talk to me. This is like what I specialize in is helping people to have these conversations, to be able to put up those boundaries for themselves so that they actually end up having more space for those very people that they're wanting to help support so that they have more space for themselves so that everything just feels easier and comes more naturally. And you're capable of doing so much more with them, for them, for yourself. You're just a happier person because you're masterful with your time and with your energy. Ah, I love it. Yes. May we all move forward feeling a little bit more in control of what's going on. And I would challenge you to pick something that you want to actually do that you want to have happen this year, that you want to believe about yourself to become the person who does or has, what is that thing? And allow yourself to make some space for it. Even if that means taking like six other things that were on your list of possibilities and saying, not now, because that is a choice. It's a choice that you have. And it's a choice that you're already making by not choosing any of them. You've chosen none of them. Like you're not getting any of them done. You think you're choosing all of them, but you're choosing none. So pick the one that you want to work towards and allow yourself the gift to set aside those other projects, set aside those other goals, say, it's okay if they happen, but we're not focusing energy on them. We're just going to look at this one and ask yourself, what is the next thing that needs to happen to take me one step closer to accomplishing this goal or to being this person who does this thing and decide that you're going to do it. You will be amazed at what happens in your life. Mm. Sending you all of the good vibes. I know you've got this and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.